All right. Uh, hello. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report UFC 270. Today, going to be with my friend JJ jumping into some live picks throughout the card, giving plenty of thoughts throughout. Uh, now, the first three fights um, we haven't recorded, we just watched. I was uh, actually started the day 0 for 3 in my predictions. So the first fight, Jasmine Jazdavicius, uh, she got the win by decision. I had Kay Hansen. Uh, the next fight, uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez, I had her against Demopolis. Demopolis won by submission. Uh, now, both of those ladies' fights, I was not super confident with my picks. After that, I picked Gennaro Valdez to win by knockout, and he lost. So a really poor start to the day. Hopefully, we can get a little bit more success as the uh, card goes on. And, of course, we're going to have the two huge title fights in the main event, heavyweight title fight between Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gahn, and the flyweight co-main event for the championship between the champion Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueiredo. So we're going to jump into the card now. Uh, just going to kick it off just wherever, you know, why not? And yeah, we're going to kick it off now. So this is UFC 270, thoughts and comments. Uh, but I've actually gone against Simon Oliveira here. I've gone with Tony Gravely. Um, but Oliveira's never been finished. So all his losses have come by way of decision. And I think that's how it's going to go here. I picked Tony Gravely by decision, but everything I've picked so far has been wrong. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, the t first two were, like, I had already said, like, this is their last chance. I'm pick If I pick them and they lose, uh, I'll probably never pick them again. Um, and then, yeah, then I picked the underdog. I had Gennaro Valdez, but uh, he, he, got, he got fucking wasted, absolutely wasted. But yeah, how about you? Do you like Simon Oliveira or uh, Tony Gravely? Who's your pick? Honestly, man... Uh, I'll be completely honest, I don't know. I haven't seen any of these fighters. Um, but you saying that a guy hasn't been finished makes me definitely prefer him. Who, who was that? Yeah. I figure if you... Well, I guess you can still lose by, not, by getting to the end. But, you know, it's like if someone has less losses in a way, that always makes me go. That's how I look at a lot of the esports stuff is it's like... There's, you can look at it as like how many wins they've got or how many losses they've avoided, you know? There's that two ways to look at it. Uh, Tony Gravely's pretty good. Uh, I think there's a sneaky chance for a Tony Gravely knockout finish. But I'm on three, so I, I'm focusing on nothing else but just getting the W here. I really want a Tony Gravely decision win that hopefully will get get my fortunes uh, rolling. Cause I, I want to win some money today. I want to win some money today. And yeah, Tony Gravely is going to be my guy. But Simon Oliver is decent. He was from the uh, most recent season of Dana White's Contender Series. And yeah, he won by decision though. So I prefer the guys who get the stoppage on Contender Series. He only won by decision. And Tony Gravely is pretty strong. He's a small dude. But uh, when you look at his physique, it's like, geez... I reckon if I tried to fight him, I'd be taller than him. I might even... I don't know if I'd be bigger than him, but he he looks like he'd just wrestle the fuck out of you, you know? He looks like he'd just... Does, um... The question is, does Gravely have the power? And I guess you're saying that he doesn't quite have the power because it's going to go to decision? Is that what you're thinking? 
Uh, he does. Ha- that's one thing I was worried about because he does have the power in his uh, last couple of fights. He got rocked in his last fight, but he's had other fights where, like, he hits he hits pretty hard for a bantamweight. I just don't know if he's got the power uh, to do it. But knockout, I was definitely considering knockout in terms of gravely. Uh, I just went decision because Simon Oliveira, oh, big running knee, uh, because Simon Oliveira hasn't been finished in his professional career. Uh, it's an interesting start as well. Oh, he's in it. He's in it. Submission instantly. This has been a shocking start to my day. I don't know if this could get. It's been a shocker. So yeah, that first round was uh, mostly uh, ground control. I think it was with Gravelly having the advantage, and um, yeah, he probably got. He probably won that round. I'd say. So yeah, Gravelly won that second round. You'd say. Yeah, I think Gravelly's won the first two rounds. So I'm feeling a lot more confident. I'm s- still very nervous. I hope he doesn't chase. The finish a couple of times he really rocked Oliveira towards the end there. I just want a win. I need to get my win back. I've gone Tony Gravely by decision. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen here, but he did. There's been a couple of guillotine. He's got stuck in a couple of guillotine chokes. He's managed to get himself out of there. But like I said at the start, he's just a strong uh, little dude with the greatest respect to him. <laughs> like. He's little. He's a bantamweight. He's fucking little. So yeah, that's not even a disparaging uh, comment. And he's super strong. So yeah, he's absolutely just wrestling his way, hopefully to the decision win. But we've got the third round coming up now. So uh, we'll check back in at the end of this fight. Flying knee from Oliveira just straight out of the gate. Yeah, man. I'd say you're like, I'd say you're probably like eighty percent on for this. That would be my like. My uh, layman's uh, assessment. How are you feeling about the bet now? It's two minutes to go. I'm a lot more uh, confident now, but Simon Oliver's got his neck. The standing in the clinch. Oh, he's got his neck. I think Gravely can get out of this. There's only two minutes. I want this win. There we go. Gravely is out. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks most likely that Gravely's going to get that decision win. I just... It's nervous, though. It's going to be a nervous last 90 seconds. He's fucking hammering him here. Oh, the nerves. The nerves are real. Yeah. But Simon Oliveira hasn't been finished in 21 fights, so that is a start. That is why I lent towards Gravely by decision. Gravely's definitely been the better of the two throughout the whole fight, uh, other than a couple of like short, impressive bursts from Simon Oliveira. But Gravely's just got to be careful. I think once you get under that minute mark, you're good. It's pretty hard to get submitted uh, then. Uh, so, yeah, one minute. I'm just nervous now. I'm very nervous. What are your thoughts at the moment? Oh, man, I think you're like, barring some like epic punch or something or quick submission, I think you're like 95% good. Oh, a little leg kick there. But Gravely would just think, I'm three, poss- two, at least two rounds up, possibly three. Oh, wow, they're kind of unleashing now. <laughs> I think Gravely is still thinking just get to the end. Or oh, a little spinning back fist from Oliveira. We'll watch the last 30 seconds.
All right, we're uh, decision time. Oh. And uh, unanimous was it? Unanimous. Gravely with the win, Mick cashing out. Feels good, man. Do you want to say anything? <laughs> yeah, why not? Great result for Tony Gravely. Great result for me. Now let's hopefully. Uh, it's not all about me, obviously, but just I needed that win. It was a very sad start with three performances that could have gone either way. But Tony Gravely's got it done, and I feel more confident. So uh, I've whacked $50 on our next two fights. I'm going back-to-back -back knockouts in the next two fights. I'm calling it. I am, uh, yeah, manifesting it, I guess you could say. Roni Barcelos, uh, who is coming up a bit later. I've got him to win by knockout. And up next uh, from Perth, Australia, we've got Jack Della Maddalena up against Pete Rodriguez. And I'm taking Jack Della Maddalena by knockout. So $50 on both of those two. So I'll be riding those two hard. But thank you, Tony Gravely. Shout out to Tony Gravely. He got it done. He's got the day off to a better start now. So we'll look forward now. I need this Jack Della knockout coming up next. We'll be going for the Australian in this one. But his opponent, who stepped up on short notice, Pete Rodriguez, is really quality as well. He is 4-0, I believe, in his professional career. But all four of his fights, he has won by first-round knockout. And he's also got some decent wrestling. He takes guys down and then kind of bashes them. So, But Jack Della Maddalena is, I don't think, don't think he's going to let that happen. I was thinking about a sneaky round one knockout bet for Jack Della Maddalena, but just after the start to the day, I decided to pump the brakes a bit. Uh, so I have pumped the brakes by whacking $50 on Roni Barcelos to win by knockout and Jack Della Maddalena to win by knockout. So thank you, Tony Gravely. No thanks to anyone else earlier in the card for... Uh, losing those picks. Uh, Jasmine Jazdavicius got the win as a contender series graduate. Uh, Gennaro Valdez got knocked out. One of the five contender series graduates. Now we've got another contender series graduate from last season. Uh, Perth's Jack Della Maddalena, who has mad knockout power, former rugby player. Uh, up against, oh, he's got pretty cool hair, Pete Rodriguez. He looks... It looks pretty cool. Four wins, all by first round knockout. So, yeah, we'll jump into this one now and we'll get some thoughts maybe at the end of the first round, unless you have any thoughts now, JJ, on either guy. Uh, I honestly haven't seen these guys, so I'll just say that straight up. But, yeah, I'll ride the Aussie. I mean, the 10 and 2 is a pretty good record. It means it shows he's... Um, it's hard to know when it's like under five fights, but like over 10 fights, it seems like a pretty good sample size. So we'll see. So we got uh, both fighters in the ring. We're looking at the tail of the tape now. Here it is. Uh, okay. So pretty evenly matched. A bit of a height and reach advantage for the Aussie guy. What was your what's your feeling after the walk-ins? Like, you still feeling confident in the Aussie? Yeah, very. Probably slightly more confident now than I was before. But I got fifty dollars on it. So nervous, still very nervous. Pete Rodriguez has finished all his fights in the first round. 
Uh, he's a bit of an unknown entity as well, but I feel very confident. I really like Jack Della. I think he is like going to be a really quality welterweight, hopefully push towards the rankings. Uh, and yeah, I'm just going to back him in here. I'm not. I'm not going to doubt him, and I'm going to. I'm going to back him in for the knockout potentially. I was leaning towards first round knockout, but the fifty dollars is just on him to win by knockout, and then Barcelos in the next. So it's hopefully time to win some money. We've had a poor start. I'm sorry to make this very money orientated, but uh, it's it's. It's just how it's been. The first three fights lost. Tony Gravely's got me back in it. Have I gotten too confident now with the $50 bet? Maybe not. Oh, Frank Triggs refereeing. Uh, he's a former UFC fighter. Yeah, and yeah, Frank Trigg. Wow. I thought that kind of looked like him. I actually didn't didn't realize he was refereeing. Yeah, I was just going to... Something we should delve into a little bit is like how, um, how the refs ref the fight. Because I, I don't know much about it, but it's like... You know, I know Herb Dean has been criticised in the past for like early stoppages and stuff like that. So, could be. Anyway, the fight's starting, so we'll, we'll check in later. And it's it's over already. In the what was that like three minutes in the first round? Um, Madalena just picked him apart. Boom! Yeah, as I said, I was thinking of going a first round knockout. Uh, I thought both of these guys were gonna were gonna start start pretty fast in the first five minutes. I wasn't wasn't thinking they was going to go the second round. Uh, but, yeah, Madalena, like, Pete Rodriguez looked pretty decent early, but Madalena just, without even throwing any, like, super hard strikes, it was just like death by a thousand cuts, just had, him, had his opponent bleeding and just rocked him, knocked him out before the end of the first round. Huge win for the Aussie. I was predicting that he was going to get the bonus, one of the bonus performance of the night checks and at the moment uh, I think he's in a good position to do so. So Jack Della Maddalena, it uh, looks like he's going to be a really decent welterweight prospect and that, that was a big knockout. I wouldn't mind seeing Pete Rodriguez again though. I mean that was entertaining. I'm willing to see him step in the octagon again but yeah, Jack Della uh, proves that he is every bit as good as we thought he may have been heading into this fight. Yeah, man, that was pretty impressive. He, like, literally just picked him apart and then, um, what's the other dude's name? Yeah, Rodriguez. He was just, like, bleeding out his nose and it looked like uh, the Aussie guy hadn't even been touched. So, pretty classy. Pretty classy, I'd say. All right. All right. So, we're checking back in for some, is this undercard? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Feature prelim. Okay. So, uh, who we got on this one? We've got Victor Henry up against Roni Barcelos. Now, Roni, uh, I am going for him. I've got the $50 bet, of course, but I'm also just a big Barcelos fan. Uh, Victor Henry, I actually don't know a great deal about, but he does have six knockouts and eight submission finishes, or that might be the other way around. No, I think it... I can't remember the exact order of that, but yeah, Victor Henry, he's good at stopping fights, so he could be a massive, massive underdog chance here. Uh, but I didn't consider him. Usually I will consider the underdogs, and he is a chance. I I will be shocked if Victor Henry wins, but it will be not a shock just because of the way 
the day started. But I, I really, I'm, I'm riding in this Barcelos knockout here. If this happens, then boom, <clears throat> we've made some decent, decent coin, and then I'll be able to hopefully keep keep the ball rolling. So thanks, Tony Gravely. Thanks, Jack Della. Uh, now on to Roni Barcelos. Yeah, and you got the uh, you got the Instagram shout out, so that's always a good omen. Hopefully, um, in terms of like, he said he wanted to get a knockout, and he's 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 resonating with that. So hopefully, that's what's in his mind too. Oh, that was a pretty exciting first round. Uh, how'd you how'd you see it, Mick? I'm nervous, uh, Rani. He uh, he's definitely down in the first round. Victor Henry. Um, he exceeded my expectations for what he would have to offer. He was probably the fighter on the card that I knew the least about. So, uh, yeah, now I know a bit more about him. He's come out. But both guys look to have intent. Both guys look to be throwing for the finish. But Victor Henry is definitely the closer of the two at this point. He rocked Barcelos a couple of times. Of course, the $50 bet now enters my mind. Uh, that was quite stressful towards the end of that round. So I hope that this is woken the Barcelos up and that he comes out in the second round looking for the stoppage. But uh, it's going to be a very, very nervous second round for me. How about uh, you, JJ? What are your thoughts on the second round and the first round of the fight? Mm, yeah, man. I mean, I'm not a judge, so I don't know. But it looked pretty even. Uh, the the American did get probably the upper hand at the end of that round. Um but yeah, it probably plays in your favour now that Barcelos has to probably come and knock him out. So we'll see. So second round just finished pretty even. Um, based on the first round, I guess uh, Henry's ahead. But uh, the scenario is set for a, a Barcelos knockout. <laughs> how do you how are you feeling, Mick? Nervous. Uh, I feel nervous. Victor Henry has looked awesome. That is definitely one note I'll put in there. Victor Henry has looked really good. I didn't give him uh, enough research, obviously. I don't even know if I would have still expected him to perform like this up against Barcelos, who is one of the better lightweights going around. Uh, so, yeah, a really shocked, surprised, nervous. Victor Henry doesn't seem to be too, like, to have taken too much damage either. So this last five minutes is going to be... I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. I'm going to be going nuts. I want these bets to get up. Uh, Barcelos, my guy, we got five minutes. Please, please get that knockout. Yeah, look, he's come out with intent. So all he can do is hope now. At least he hasn't, um, you know, put the firepower away. End of the third and uh, tough break for Mick. No knockout. Um, looks like Henry just kind of weathered the storm pretty well. There was intent from Barcelos, though. Um, but, yeah, tough break. Are we, are we expecting to see uh, Henry to win it overall? Sorry, I'm eating corn chips. Um, Victor Henry definitely, definitely won that, I think. He won the first round for sure. I liked him a bit more in the second round. Uh, and in the third round, yeah, I I think he's won this fight. I'm going to go Victor Henry by unanimous decision. Uh, if only I had had that same mindset when I've had 50 bucks on this fight. But congratulations, Victor Henry. Uh, 
And yeah, Barcelos, unlucky brother, but as you said, he showed heaps of intent. So I can't fault him uh, in terms of actually trying to get the knockout. It just didn't go his way in this fight. Victor Henry looked a lot better than we thought he would. Mm, pretty impressive on short notice to uh, to look that solid. Good defense. Unanimous decision for Henry. That, that was a uh, that was a good showing. That was a good showing. Um, yeah, bad luck on your bet, but as you said, like can't fault the intent of Barcelos. Just didn't look like he had the knockout power. Kind of after he'd thrown his first few flurries, I suppose. So yeah. Just a sidebar, Victor Henry just. Absolutely fanboying <laughs> Joe Rogan, <laughs> but now nah, he looks like he looks like he could uh, fly under the radar a little bit, maybe. What do you reckon? One to keep an eye on. Yeah, like he he wouldn't be right at the top of the list, but like he he just beat a top fifteen guy, so that that all of a sudden does put him in some real decent areas. Maybe another ranked opponent next. Uh, so yeah, but. Definitely one to watch in some regard because that was loose. Like, Barcelos is a really, really quality fighter and he just dominated him throughout that fight. So, yeah, Victor Henry might be one to keep a keep an eye out for. I'm sure we'll see him on another card soon after that win too. So, yeah, next couple of months maybe we'll get to see another Victor Henry fight. So, remember the name. I, I definitely will. That was one of those performances where you have like a bit of a no-namer uh, to like fans who don't know <clears throat> on a deep level it was his UFC debut and uh, yeah it was just one of those cases where the guy who gets called up on short notice is really really fucking good yeah does that actually happen often where the short notice sh short notice and debut like that's uh, that's pretty impressive right yeah, there are a lot of people who come up and do short notice debuts, guys who aren't signed to the UFC, uh, if they need someone to step in for a fight. But yeah, to do it on debut as well. Uh, again, it was the quality of opponent that he did it against as well and stepping in on only two weeks notice. So with a full training camp, it would be really interesting to see how Victor Henry goes. And after he beat uh, Barcelos, which I'll just quickly check the rankings... I'll work out where Barcelos is ranked because to beat a guy in the top 15 is a big deal. Not a lot of guys do that on debut. Yeah, does I'm not super familiar with the ranking system. If you beat someone who, who's... Oh, okay, so um, Barcelos isn't ranked, but he's just outside the ranking. So, well, Henry said he was top 15, so I guess that's more of a, a general indication of his quality, but... Um, that's oh, that's good. So onto the main card now. We're um, first fight: Giles, Trevin Giles versus uh, who's who's his opponent? Got uh, Trevin Giles up against Mar, uh, not Marlon. Sorry, Michael Michael Morales, who is from Ecuador. He's undefeated. I believe he's twelve and zero. Uh, so twelve wins, no losses. He is a knockout specialist now. Uh, I was burnt in that last fight with the Victor Henry picking the knockout, parlaying that into the multi, but I'm unsure what my pick's going to be, but I, oh, I'm i unsure how this is going to turn out, sorry, but my pick 
is Michael Morales. I'm taking Morales by knockout. I think he can also win by decision. Uh, I'm also really wary of Trayvon Giles. I think he could have a much better showing than what I initially thought. But I'm taking Michael Morales from another Contender Series graduate uh, from last season. We saw Jack Della earlier, who was a Contender Series uh, graduate, as well as Jasmine Jazdavicius. Both of those two Contender Series graduates won. And then Gennaro Valdez uh, at the start of the card as well. I think he was the third fight. He was also a Contender Series graduate, so I'm going to go with Michael Morales by knockout. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a tricky card. It's been a tricky card for me so far. All these debutants make things uh, quite tricky. So yeah, we got undefeated 12-0 Michael Morales in his UFC debut. He has finished 10 of his 12 wins. Nine of those finishes were knockouts, and he's coming off the Contender Series. So I think he can get another knockout here. And that is my tip, but as I think we know by now, my tips, uh, they've been pretty shit for this one, just calling it as it is. But Tony Gravely got, got me up, Jack Della, uh, and now this one where the odds, all the ones where the odds have been kind of tricky and pretty close, I've, I've failed so far. So I need Michael Morales. Let's start this main card off right, because all these fights, I'm pretty unsure about how they're going to play out, so... Uh, I need some momentum, I need some momentum, and it would be good to win some money. Thankfully, I'm not losing my fucking, like, rent money or anything. Uh, but it's never fun losing these bets. I'm keen to win, win some money. I came so close, so close to winning a fair bit with Barcelos. So, Michael Morales, you're my guy in this. Uh, but Trayvon Giles, I am quite wary of him. I do think there's a big chance he'll win. I think if Trayvon Giles wins, he'll get it done by decision, so now uh, Bruce Buff is just gonna gonna uh, announce them in. Are there any other thoughts that you have, JJ, before this one kicks off? Uh, yeah, we're just looking at the tail of the tape, and it looks like Morales has a five-inch reach advantage, which is um, I think that's significant. But yeah, no, I just like the the walkout from Morales. Um, his Bruce Buffer, but. It's hard to know when they're debu uh, debutants, really. That's That's been the tough part of the early um, prelims, so I wouldn't get too down on it, but we'll see what Morales can produce. And it's over first round. Giles doesn't look happy, but he was not defending himself. Uh, Morales was very casual up until he just unleashed. How'd you see it, Mick? Fuck yeah, that's how I saw it. Ah, that was that was great. That was yeah. I was worried that maybe he was gonna swing too hard and like tire himself out. But yeah, looking at the tape of both guys leading into this fight, yeah, I just thought Trayvon Giles, if he was at his best, was a massive threat of winning. But Michael Morales, man, he is the real deal. Uh, I went for the knockout because this guy has amazing knockout power. And, yeah, he unleashed it. He absolutely rocked. He got rocked early on in the fight too. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was quite nervous. Not as nervous as the Barcelos fight, but, man, it's good. It's good when a fighter delivers on a knockout. Michael Morales, he's one to watch. Uh, I was saying Victor Henry may be one to watch. Looks like Michael Morales is going to be one to watch in the welterweight division. It'll be interesting to see what's up next for him. Uh, I don't know if he's uh, he's not in a position where he's really going to call someone out. I don't think after after this fight um, when he gets interviewed, I think he'll more just be. Most of these debutants are just like, holy shit, Joe Rogan, yeah. So, but 
Yeah, that was wild. That was really good. Thank you, Michael Morales. We kicked the main card off with some momentum finally. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to say, yeah, if Henry would fly under the radar with uh, knockouts like that, I don't know if this guy will – he'll create a lot of excitement. But I did want to ask you what was your take on that stoppage? Was it a fair stoppage? Yeah, that was definitely a fair stoppage. He gave, he gave Giles all the time in the world to respond to that. Uh, and yeah, if it had gone a little bit longer, I think Morales probably wouldn't have got the knockout not too much longer after. So I'm happy with that stoppage. I would have been happy with that stoppage, even if it was early. Uh, but yeah, that was that was grass. We've got Ecuador. He's got the Mexican flag as well. There's a bit of a Mexican theme with Brandon Moreno defending his flyweight title. Uh, and a couple of others, Gennaro Valdez a little bit earlier in the card, of course, and Silvana Gomez-Juarez. So that's a bit of a theme and a massive win for Michael Morales. Yeah, nice fight, that one. Nice fight. All right, we're into uh, what weight class are we now? We're into bantamweight. Um, we got Nurmagomedov versus who's his opponent? Uh, so we got Said Nurmagomedov, uh, not to be confused with Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, from Dagestan, Russia, up against Cody Starman, who is an American and bantamweight. Uh, Starman as well, he's been up against some really quality guys and performed well. Uh, if he wins this, then all of a sudden he'll be putting himself in contention for that kind of top 10 and fighting some really quality fighters because the bantamweight top 10, of course, is stacked. Uh, now, Said Namagomedov has won eight of his last nine fights. Four wins by knockout, three by submission, and he's got seven first-round finishes. Uh, He's a definite finisher of fights. He knows how to stop these fights, but in terms of my prediction, I struggled a lot to pick. I think Cody Starman is a really good value underdog. Uh, So I've actually gone Saeed Namagomedov by decision here. I know he's capable of the finishes, but I also think Starman is uh, a little bit better than maybe people give him credit for just because he's up against a guy from Dagestan, Russia, with the last name Namagomedov. But we do, we have worked on a Russian theory in the past. We had the Brazilian theory, uh, when you're unsure of who to back in a fight, if the, one of the females is Brazilian, then then you go for one of the uh, Brazilians. So I got distracted. Good good entrance, good walkout for uh, Cody Starman as well. Staying alive, a good vibe. He's built the vibe. He looks confident, so yeah. I, I've picked Syed Namagomedov by decision, but I think I think Sturman's going to put his best performance out there to date. So we, it's all up to what Syed Namagomedov decides to do. And I've gone the Russian theory. When unsure, I've backed in. So for the woman, it's Brazilian. Uh, for the males, it's when in doubt, uh, go for the Russian. And Aljamain Sterling talked as well, made some really good points. Uh, just around drug testing. Now, I'm not saying anything about Said Namagomedov, but about how like the USA have like really strict drug testing. But maybe it's not that way in Russia and other countries because they're like you know these countries want their guys to succeed, uh, which was a really interesting point. Now, I'm not saying anything, but that also I'm like if these Russians are microdosing and taking these hectic. Uh, performance-enhancing drugs, which I am not saying that they are. This could just be the Russian thing where they're just unbelievable. Uh, but 
Russian theory. I'm going to be taking Saeed Namagomedov by decision, uh, just based on a few of those theories that I listed. How about yourself, JJ? What are you feeling for this fight? Uh, I'm definitely a sucker for Russian theory. Um, yeah, just to explain that a little further, I guess it goes back to the theory of like the heart of the upbringing or the environment might shape the fighter into a better fighter. Just a general theory. Um, and yeah, that kind of applies to the Brazilian circumstance for the women as well. Something we've noticed. But yeah, a very interesting point on the drug testing. Like it is known that Russia is more lax or there's more uh, more opportunity to uh, kind of exploit that. So maybe there's a deeper level to the Russian theory that's chemical. I'm not sure. But yeah, for this one, like just from the, um, from the pre-fight little compilation... Looks like uh, Namagomedov like might swarm him. I don't know. That's just a layperson's view. I haven't seen Stamen, so we'll see. Oh man, that was uh, it's over already. Uh, tad bit underwhelming, I suppose. Not if you're a Namagomedov fan, though. Uh, I don't know. They traded for about 10, 15, 20 seconds, and then all of a sudden he was in a chokehold. Um, not really much analysis on this one. I don't think. Oh, he threw a spinning back fist that kind of weakened him up. Then a spinning back kick, and and Cody, the look in his eyes, was already worried. Then he got him to the ground. Um, the American had the leg, but then Namagomedov like sh shifted straight up to the neck, and that's the is that the triangle they call it. Just to just choking him out. Under thirty seconds, I think that was. Uh, Russian theory was he doping? He looks very skinny, but very nimble, powerful, powerful, and like uh, they're like boa constrictors. They just get around you and just like get yeah, guillotine. Yeah, the guillotine. That was the word I was looking for. Forty-seven seconds. Did Did you want to say anything? Ah, uh, shit. The Russian theory. The Russian theory. Uh, Should have gone for the finish. I'm not too disappointed with that. That, I think, is going to be a 50k bonus check for Said Namagomedov. That was very, very impressive. Uh, Cody Starman is actually a really quality bantamweight. He's no slouch. And Said Namagomedov got him out of there in 47 seconds. Got it done in under a minute. That is going to be a performance of the night bonus winning check, I believe. And I think we'll see both of them back uh, pretty quickly. I think Said Namagomedov, oh, he might take a little bit of time, pick like a really good next matchup for him against a, a big high-level opponent. But Cody Starman, I think he'll want to get back into the octagon as soon as possible. That was a really uh, unfortunate way for him to lose, but that just shows how good Said Namagomedov is. And look, obviously, look, we have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like he's the 99%... 95% uh, not doping. They're just like very talented Russian theory, you know, the upbringing, the gym, uh, everything like that. And just, yeah, they, they just seem to be natural fighters. So I'm not suggesting anyone is fighting on, like I'm not going to name any names and there's no one that I really have in mind, but there are 100% people doping in the UFC. Just not so, I'm, I'm going to say Said Namagomedov isn't, I don't want to be disrespectful after 
he just did that amazing performance. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, we got Johnny Knoxville in the crowd. The Jackass is coming back. Now, the interesting thing for me about that is that Bam Margera has totally fucking shit the bed. Uh, and he's not in it because they just, he, he won't get clean. He's an alcoholic. And they're all old now. And they're like, you got to just stop doing drugs and shit. Uh, which they, the more I read up on it, I was like, wow, these guys were fucking on a lot of drugs. Uh, the Jackass guys while they're doing this stuff. Like Xanax and just, they were, they were just on an, on a level, which now since reading more into that, I actually want to go back and watch Jackass, the original and really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of a good time, I guess. Like they are old. It's kind of like Blink-182 coming out and being like 50 years old and talking about fucking each other's mums. Like it's, but this generation now, it's like, you know, the Zoomers don't know. They don't know what Jackass is. So they'll get a little taste for it. But yeah, the OG Jackass, that stuff was the shit. So that's my thoughts on Saeed Namagomedov and Cody Starman. Uh, that's well, Saeed just fucking got it done in 47 seconds. So I think that's time for some promotional Jackass material. Unfortunately, I'm not paid for that. I should have been. Uh, but yeah, the Jackass guys are in attendance. I'd love to know who Johnny Knoxville is picking in the main event. Probably doesn't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, the celebrities are always weird. Like, there are some that do seem to love it, like Justin Bieber. And Jared Leto, he always seems to be making appearances. I'm like, brah. But, um, yeah, like, Machine Gun Kelly rocks up a bit. But I feel like him and the Kardashians, it's more just like, that's an event to go to. I don't know. I don't really see Machine Gun Kelly or the Kardashians uh, unless it just comes up. Mainly UFC, I'm like, oh, true. True, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, didn't Conor McGregor fight that guy? So, yeah, that is some jackass chat. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know what? Actually, maybe jackass movie review. Uh, talking about doing movie reviews for the podcast. Maybe jackass, I think, yeah, that might be one to lock in. So, yeah, brainstorming live here uh, as we're in the ads. But Said Namagamedov. 47 seconds submission. Up next, we've got uh, Michelle Pereira, who is one of my favorite guys on this card. He has the capoeira style, uh, and he's really entertaining. He's beat some quality opposition as well, Nico Price. He beat Chaos Williams as well, who Chaos Williams is one of my most highly um, kind of thought of, um, sorry, I can't speak English, welterweight prospects, Chaos Williams. Pereira beat him, so I really rate Pereira. Uh, I think he's going to win and hopefully have a big showing, but he's always in entertaining fights. I don't know a great deal about his opponent, who is the newest signing to the UFC, Andre Fialo, uh, something like that, and he is Portuguese. So I know he's just signed to the UFC. He's also taken this fight on short notice. Pereira was supposed to fight in the co-main event last weekend i'm trying to remember who that was against but uh it just escapes me but Pereira's got an opponent on short notice here uh kind of victor henry vibes though so i, I really don't know how this is going to go i'm going to be taking michelle Pereira by knockout but i do think decisions a good value bet as well and i haven't seen enough from andre fialo to really make too many comments so it could be a Victor Henry situation, but I'm going to take Michelle Perea in the next 
next welterweight fight. Uh, and the next pay-per-view, UFC 271, we've got the main event, Israel Adesanya and Robert Whittaker for the middleweight championship. Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa, which is honestly one of the fights I'm looking forward to the most this year. That is going to be an insane fight. Uh, Derek Brunson, he's a guy, he has really narrow shoulders. He's one of my favorite guys in the UFC, but he, his body looks like he's doping, but he always says uh, Blonde Brunson is built different. So again, I'm going to just say he is built different. And after I heard Aljamain Sterling talk about the rigorous kind of testing that United States athletes go through comparatively to others, I was like, you know what? I think Blonde Brunson is just built different. So yeah, I'm not accusing anyone of doping, but that it's an idea I have. I'm like, fuck, you know? And then if there's a guy where it's like, oh, this guy is obviously juice to the gills, then it's like, I want to bet on them, maybe make some money, but they shouldn't be in there. They shouldn't be in there if they're taking the things because there's such a fine margin between life and death. So, yeah, this fight is not sponsored by Jackass, but we've got Michelle Pereira up against Andre Fialo. So uh, maybe I'll let, I'll let uh, JJ do some of the walkouts in a sec. Uh, and, yeah, we've got... We've just got the preview, but yeah, Michelle Pereira is the most exciting style. One of the most exciting styles in the entire UFC. So, uh, JJ, I don't believe, has seen either of these fighters before, so he'll have a bit of a more raw take. And yeah, we'll see. We'll just see. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll watch the, the preview and then I'll give my two cents. This Capoeira looks bloody exciting there. So we had the walkouts. Um, Fialo had a pretty low-key walkout with some classical music. I don't think the crowd kind of knew what to expect. Um, Pereira, though, got had a little bit more hype. And I think uh, from my uh, amateur point of view, he looks some more exciting. But we'll see. Fialo's on debut. So uh, that was a pretty exciting first round. How'd you see it, Mick? I think uh, Fialo might be up. Might be up in that one. Uh, yeah, he got prayer a couple of times. Prayers busted open. There was a lot of. He just stayed in prayer's face. He wouldn't wouldn't get out of his face. Just kept advancing forward. And Andre Fialo, I I think he's up uh, after the first round. He definitely kind of just managed to trouble Pereira. Pereira obviously had a couple of highlights throughout, but a lot of it was just him kind of moving back and moving around and Fialo kind of picking his shots. Fialo definitely looked the better of the two. I'd give him the first round, but now heading into the second, I think it's going to be a different fight. Maybe Pereira has been a bit hesitant because he's waiting for a later stage in the fight. But he's got to pick up the pace because now Fialo's up one round and he's hitting him with some pretty big shots. So Pereira needs to win this round. Uh, that's my take. If I want to get this bet up head-to-head and if I want him to win by knockout, I think he's at least got to win in this round and really go for it here in round two. So we'll see how we go in round two. Uh, we'll be back at the end of the round. Second round, just finished up. Looks like Pereira has worked his way back into the fight. Very exciting. What do you think the um, what do you think their like health percentage is at? If you were to rate it, do you think Fiala is still up or Pereira's ahead now? Uh, I think it's one all on the scorecards. 
Uh, that was a much bigger, in terms of who won their round better, I think Pereira won the second round in a much more impressive fashion than Fialo won the first. Fialo looks in real trouble here. Most of his uh, finishes have come in the first round too. Uh, it's just whether Pereira, is he going to go for the decision win here? Because it is one apiece. Do you just try to win the round? But he had Fialo in real trouble. I picked Pereira by knockout. I'm going to stick with that. He's landed a heap of body shots, some leg shots as well. Uh, I think in this next five minutes, he's going to get Fialo. Fialo's going to be thinking about the head. He's going to get kicked in the body, which he's really taken some big damage uh, in that area. Then he's going to get kicked in the legs. And it's been such a loose fight. There's been, It hasn't been like the best card I've ever seen, you know, but it's like there have been moments and there's been quite a few fights that have been really uh, exciting contests. Like there's none that have been like straight up duds. Um, and this one has been one of the best fights of the card so far. So we're going to sit down now. It's time for round three. Uh, I am willing on a Michelle Pereira knockout victory. Any thoughts, JJ? Oh, no, just special shout out to that forward somersault kick that didn't land from Pereira, but definitely gave uh, Fiala something to think about. Just finished that round three, went the distance. Pretty good fight, I thought. Um, Pereira just sneaks a sneaks decision, maybe? Yeah, I got Pereira by decision. Uh, he didn't get the knockout finish that I was hoping for. I did have him head-to-head, -head, though, as well. Uh, so still some money to be made. I just think the exciting Superman punches and things like that and the kicks, uh, the different like difference in variety in offense and kind of his defensive focus after probably losing the first round, I would take... Uh, I'm taking Pereira to win rounds two and three, and I've got him winning by a unanimous decision here. Uh, but massive respect to Andre Fialo. Pereira is a killer. He has absolute knockout power, and Fialo went the full 15 minutes, took some massive damage, and he was still standing at the end. So there's been a couple of people surface that it's guys to keep an eye on. Fialo, Victor Henry, probably the biggest one. Or one off, uh, just through the circumstances of his win, uh, and just throughout the card as well, the contender series guys, some uh, and girls like Jasmine Jazdavicius and Michael Morales, who had that hectic knockout. Jack Della as well, some huge contenders uh, emerging on this card. So maybe we're, maybe Dana White, these were kind of the ones he had in mind as some of the better ones, and to see how they went, and a lot of them are doing pretty well. So. Uh, Pereira, he won the significant strikes in every round. So he may, he may just, this might be a clear-cut uh, victory. So, yeah, I think Pereira, he's got this one in the bag, this decision. It wasn't easy for him, but uh, in the end, the scorecards uh, will reflect that it wasn't the most difficult night for him. 29-28 by unanimous decision. Michelle Pereira, so that's good. Another head-to-head. -head. Unfortunately, he didn't get the knockout, but he, he would have felt in round three that he was doing enough to get that decision win, and then we saw them swing very wildly at the end. So the Brazilian beats the Portuguese fella. Uh, they're probably speaking to each other in Portuguese. Uh, and, yeah, any thoughts on that, JJ, or the fight rather than the Portuguese language speaking? Oh, I can't speak Portuguese, but... Um yeah, I thought Fialo was had a good structure. 
Um, and there was a lot of flashiness from Pereira for sure. And that's probably what got him the win, just being proactive. But um, yeah, Fialo is probably one to, to keep an eye on. Uh, probably needs a few more strings to his bow, but for a debut, not bad. Just a uh, sidebar on uh, the Naruto headband of Moreno. Comes out walking like he needs to take a fat dump. But no, he looks fierce. I'll be fair. So um, we're watching the pump up between Moreno and Figueroa. And you had an interesting insight into the change of cans and the weight cutting procedure. Was that of Moreno or uh, of Figueroa? Yeah, so Figueroa cuts a lot of weight to get down to flyweight. He attributes that and his camp to why he was submitted in the rematch with Brandon Moreno for the title. Uh, but the crowd's going wild for Moreno. He's a massive fan favourite. He looks pumped. But I think the change of camp and what Figueredo's work with Sahiro, this is going to be the best version of Figueredo that we see. Uh, but, yeah, Moreno, that's the question. I've gone Moreno. I've gone Moreno by submission. I think this one very well may go to a decision. I think this is going to be the fight of the night as well. Uh, I'm calling this to be fight of the night. But I'm going to take Brandon Moreno by submission. I'm sure Figueroa's got the weight cutting and everything perfect. But you know what? If he's if he's still cutting a lot of weight, then I think somewhere in that 25 minutes, uh, Brandon Moreno is going to tra chase the finish. If he doesn't get the submission, then I think this is going to decision. Uh, and either man could win this. This is really close. So they're going to kick off. We'll... Uh, We'll touch base at the end of round one at this, in this flyweight championship fight, which I am very excited for. I'm calling fight of the night. Go on. Interesting first round there. Um, how'd you see it, Mick? Uh, maybe Figueredo. Oh, really, really tricky to tell that one. It's still quite close and with four rounds to go. Uh, it's hard to tell, but... The five rounds does come into play if this goes to decision, which it very well may. Uh, and I'm probably going to give that one to Figueredo. Uh, so only just, but I think he just had a couple more moments in that round. Uh, but the crowd's electric. They are right behind Brandon Moreno. I think this fight's going to go deep. I think it'll go to the championship rounds. Uh, but it's just about in the next, I think, round two and three. Who takes the most damage? Uh, and what kind of shape these guys are in going into the championship rounds. Because I think both of the guys will probably get there. Uh, but I'm going for the Brandon Moreno submission. So I'll be happy to see Brandon Moreno win regardless. I'm just going for him in general. So I'm rooting for Brandon Moreno. But I think he's down <coughs> the first round, excuse me. So round two's kicked off. Uh, and we'll check back at the end of round two. And we'll kind of see where this fight is at. Pretty hot first two rounds so far. Uh, I think Figueroa copped in that one. Did did you give Moreno that round? Uh, yeah, I gave Moreno that round. And I don't think Davison would be super confident about him winning round one. It was really close in round one. So I think that leans the judges towards Brandon Moreno because the first round was so close, but the second round was clearly skewed a lot more in the favor of Brandon Moreno. Uh, but there's still the third round. I really think this third round is going to be massive because once this fight goes into the championship rounds, the, that's, I think, when when both guys are really going to be tested. They're going to be hurt. And their will to win, both of them seem like their will to win is an 10 out of 10. 
so I do think this one is most likely going to decision, but this third round is going to be big. I think heading into the fourth and fifth, we'll have a lot clearer idea of kind of where things are at. So I, I think this is the most important round of the fight, and we'll see we'll see who's who's got up. So I'm distracted. The round started. Uh, we will see who is up on the judges' scorecards, or at least on my scorecards, uh, the much less official scorecard. Uh, we'll see who's up at the end of this five minutes. End of the third round. I looked away for one second, and it was a vicious strikeout from Figueroa. I think we'll see a replay of it. But overall, Moreno is working back into the fight, I'd say. Just hoping to see that replay of what exactly happened. Moreno got knocked down. Here's the replay. Nice right straight from Figueredo. Just crumpled the legs. There was only 10 seconds to go in the round. How do you see it now? I thought Moreno had evened it up pretty well, but where, where do you see it? I've got Figgy on top. <clears throat> I've got Figueredo up two rounds to one. The leg kicks were really damaging there, but it has been so incredibly close. Uh, now we enter the championship rounds. This is where it's won and lost. It's still very even. And so this is the end of the... Uh, can't I speak English? My bad. Uh, this, this 10 minutes is, is where it's all won and lost. So everything that's come to this point has been important, and I think Figgy may very well be on top in the scorecard, so Moreno has to win this round. Uh, but either way, I think in this next 10 minutes, we're going to see this fight decided. It's looking very likely to head to decision, but uh, Figueredo is nailing some big shots. Honestly, I think if someone's going to finish it, it looks like maybe the leg kick or the head shot from Figueredo. But I'm hoping it's Brandon Moreno, but I've got Figgy up 2-1 heading into this fourth round. We, uh, we got slightly distracted there for a second, but from what we could see, it's, uh, it's dead even. Um, heading into the fifth, Moreno <laughs> staring his opponent down. A little bit of damage. Damage looks pretty even. Um, Figueredo still looks very focused. I think you might be right, Mick. It might be going to decision, but we'll see if someone can uh, prevail here. All right, we're a minute into the fifth, and... Figueroa just regained his feet after the crowd got very hot. We thought Moreno might be in line just for a submission, but the crowd is just up and about. How do you see this last uh, few minutes playing out? You think they'll try to get to the end or go all out? I think they'll go pretty hard, but I, I think, I don't know, it's it's so close. So you don't know how it's going to go decision. I think champion's advantage, Brandon Moreno, maybe more likely to look to just win this round and then win the fight. But Figueredo, I think, is going to. I think they're going to have to chase the finish because it is so close. You don't know how the judges are seeing the fight, but Moreno has the champion's advantage. I'll definitely say that. Uh, it looks like Moreno's the favourite too, so he'll probably be looking to get through this fifth round where there's three minutes to go. Uh, but Figueredo, he wants this so bad, so uh, he's not going to just. He's not just going to let this three minutes fly by without putting up a fight. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how it plays out. I'm, I've got, I've predicted uh, Moreno by submission, but I think this one looks destined to be a Brandon Moreno decision win at this point. It's still uh, very even in this fifth round too. No one's really taking control, but 
as I said, champion's advantage. I think Brandon Moreno doesn't have to do a whole heap and he can walk away as the champion here. Uh, for Figueredo, he really needs to start picking up the pace now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they've been very... It looks like they've fought before and they obviously have. So they know what the capabilities of, of each fighter and we're entering the last half of the last of the championship round and they're still kind of oh big straight right from figurado dropped moreno but moreno's back on his feet now they're going ham we're entering the last two minutes crowd getting pumped up this this could be this is pretty much probably the decision of the fight like who can come out in this last two minutes Still scoping each other out a little bit. Looks like they both think they've done enough. I'm not sure. No one seems to be over-aggressing at this point. Exciting end of the round. They were scoping each other out for about the last minute and then they both beckoned each other and just started swinging but looked like they already knew they were going to get to the end. How do you, how do you see the decision going? I think Moreno is going to get this one. Uh, it could be a split decision. I don't know. I think it was a very, very close fight. Uh, but I'm going to take Brandon Moreno by decision here just based on what I saw. They really did go hard right at the end there but there wasn't a... Whole heap of time left. Uh, great matchup, great fight. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if Figueredo wins or whether they would go a fourth fight. Most likely not. Uh, so this is kind of, especially if Brandon Moreno gets his hand raised, this is really the kind of the point of this trilogy to decide who, who's the better man. We had the draw first up, then Moreno won. Uh, if Figueredo won, then I guess that does open kind of the... They're one apiece with one draw, but I think Moreno won that. But Figueredo looked awesome. A quality five-round fight. Unfortunately, Moreno didn't get the uh, submission win for me. But Figueredo's only been submitted once in his career, and that was by Brandon Moreno. Uh, and Figueredo looks a lot better for joining the Henry Cejudo fight camp uh, and just making changes to his preparation. He looked significantly better. Uh, like one of the best versions of himself, but Moreno really brought brought the fire, uh, or brought the fight. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, but Figueredo, watching the highlights, like Figueredo is right in this, but I do think it's the champion's advantage. I think Brandon Moreno did enough, uh, and I don't think Figueredo did enough to win the championship. They're about to head to decision now, though. Uh, I'll head head over to JJ as they make this decision. As it comes in, I'd just say it wasn't definitive one way or the other, so this would be a good, exciting contest. Oh, man. Figueredo, unanimous. Crowd, a little bit taken aback, I think. I was just saying, I think he did enough, but I don't know. How do you feel about this? Is this... I don't know. I was shocked by that, but it, he, he, he's done enough. I'll pay it. I'm, I'm not unhappy with that decision. It was such a close fight. This is why you never know what the judges are thinking as well. So this is why <clears throat> the finishes do become important. Because if you don't leave it, if you leave it to the, in the hands of the judges, then these things can happen. Uh, an amazing fight. But yeah, 
Davison Figueredo is the champion again. Are they going to do the fourth fight? We'll see. Joe Rogan's talking to Figueredo now. So we'll have a little listen uh, and then we'll come back. We'll see whether the next thing is going to be maybe a fourth fight or whether uh, they're going to fight someone else next up. So we just uh, <laughs> we just had Figueredo on the interview with Joe Rogan and uh, it was pretty spicy. Yeah, he wants the main note uh, taken from that huge win. Figueredo wants Brandon Moreno. He'd love to do it in Mexico, Moreno's hometown. Let's make that one happen. That would be insane. That would be a dope flyweight main event. There's definitely unfinished business with the way that Moreno lost. Uh, so, yeah, Davison Figueredo has won the title back. I'm ready to see a fourth one from them. It makes sense. Uh, let them fight someone else once their beef is settled. But their beef is not settled after this. Uh, let, let's get them in there for a fourth time. And let's, it's one win, one loss, and one draw apiece. So let's get them in there one more time and get a definitive winner. Uh, we can't, we can't uh, miss out on this one. Taylor Tape, Garner, Ngannou. Or oh, pretty much even, obviously. In terms of specs, Ngannou is slightly heavier, slightly longer reach, but this one's going to be a good one. <laughs> oh, I've got Cyril Garn by knockout, but as we all know, today has not been my card. The debutants threw me off. Uh, we will have better luck, so I'm happy to own, own the mistakes, but uh, I've got this one was the hardest to pick. I was feeling Ngannou by knockout all week. Uh, I know that JJ has Ngannou by knockout as well. I'm going to take Cyril Garn by knockout. Um, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a wild, wild fight. This is the last fight. Uh, and then I actually have to go to the Australian Open. So I am going to do the fight. And then most likely like the post, any post little wrap up or interviews or any little things like that that JJ may want to include. Uh, uh, I'll leave. The ship will be righted to JJ. Uh, I just want you guys to know that I'll be eating a delicious burger um, at that time. Uh, and then uh, I am sorry I couldn't be there to wrap it up. But honestly, uh, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to have a burger. <laughs> and I'm going to the Australian Open. And this is the main event. It's time for the main event. So, and then it's time for burger. Uh, so yeah, I've got Cyril Garn by knockout. JJ has got Francis and Garnu by knockout. Potentially the biggest heavyweight fight of all time. Potentially John Jones next for the winner of this. Undefeated Cyril Garn, the training teammates. There are so many narratives between these two men. But now the time has come to fight. Uh, none of that noise or the build-up matters now. And we have 25 minutes to decide who is the better man between these two heavyweight champions. So Cyril Garn, Francis Ngannou, I'll hand it off to JJ if he's got any comments before we kick this off. Yeah, I just got one question for you. Do you think Garn's knowledge and training with Ngannou has made him able enough to avoid the heat that Ngannou is going to bring? Do you think he can avoid the, the big punches? I do. I think he already he already can because seeing what he did to Rosenstrike and like Derek Lewis who can knock anyone out. But Francis Ngannou is a different beast. He's way strong. Like Derek Lewis is very strong, but Francis Ngannou just seems to have this different kind of strength. So I think Cyril Ngannou already he's so fast and he's able to evade a lot of strikes. Uh, 
but it's going to be, it's the question is what happens when he gets rocked by one? Because in 25 minutes, like, is he going to get through the 25 minutes unscathed without even getting hit once? And if Nganu does hit him even once uh, with his strength, he can knock Gan out. So I think this is going to be a huge fight. Uh, we're about to kick off here. Interested to see the glove touch. I'm thinking we, we do get a glove touch. Uh, this is going to be an awesome fight. There's so many narratives. It's time to go. I'm a huge fan of both, so good luck to both. Uh, and then I'm going to get a grilled burger, but that doesn't matter. It's the main event. This is so much bigger than the burger, and it'll give me good conversation for the burger uh, over the table. So, boom, it's main event time. It's... Uh, it's main event time. I, I think we'll go through the first round. We'll keep recording through the first round in case there's a a big 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 knockout or something like that. So I'll, I'll take the first couple of minutes and then hand over to JJ. Uh, both guys pretty slow out of the gates. Gone immediately for the takedown, but Nganu's takedown defense has improved massively. He's got 72 point something, 72% takedown defense accuracy so this is really interesting and Garnu looks the more imposing of the two now uh Garn's strength has been that guys haven't been able to lay a hand on him so if francis can hit him early uh that that's going to be a massive advantage still quite slow both guys respect each other's power though they know what what the other man is capable of now all that outside noise, it's it's shut out. It's actually time to fight, which I think this suit's gone. I think he seems to be very cool and calm and composed on the big stage and under pressure. But Ngannou is like the best version of himself. He We saw what he did to Stipe Miocic in his uh, last fight. So both guys are in their prime. This is such a good battle. Uh, we've got Francis clinching Gan up against the cage. Not a great deal of action or fireworks early, but I think that kind of suits Garn. But Ngannou, his strength lately, he's not just going out there swinging, looking to knock guys out. He's not just chasing the knockout and headhunting. He's picking his moments. And so th that's dangerous. Like Both guys are such a massive chance. And it's not that uh, Ngannou can't hit Garn, but it's he's waiting for the right shot. If Gan can get through this round without getting rocked, then I think he'll be good. But he's already been hit quite a few times in the body really hard. And Francis Ngani, potentially the most powerful fighter in the UFC, strongest fighter. Uh, so to get punched in the stomach by him would definitely take it out of you. Uh, I've got Francis up at the start of this round. Uh, he's imposing himself quite well, but Gan. Gun doesn't seem to be too shaken up, regardless of being hidden, hidden by some huge strikes. Yeah, Francis Ngani has some knee sleeves on as, uh, as well. I'm wondering if there's any existing injuries or any precautionary measures with that. Now, we're heading into the last two minutes of the first round. I'll hand this over to JJ. See any of his thoughts and uh, comments on this huge heavyweight championship main event. Yeah, I was actually going to shout out that I was going to call them knee braces, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what exactly what that's about, but I think he called it pretty well. They're scoping each other out. Um, I think Gunn 
had like one good leg kick, but Ngannou is probably in control this round, I'd say. So we'll see how it plays out. So end of the first. Looks like uh, Ngannou probably took that one. Mick says Ngannou up. So end of the second, um, Garn dictated the pace a lot more in that round. And uh, yeah, he uh, a few strikes landed. None um, really rocked either, either fighter. But uh, yeah, Garn definitely took that round, I'd say. It uh, Joe Rogan set up nicely. It's looking more like a Cyril Garn style fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty interesting third round. We saw Garn on his back twice, which is like the first time in all of his UFC career, I believe. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What are your impressions so far of this fight? It's been a little bit unexpected. Yeah, a little bit lackluster for a fight. Uh, it's big. As this is the whole card has had moments like that, but it there have been huge moments as well, uh, and that's similar to this fight. A couple of submission attempts. I've got Francis Ngannou on top. I think he's winning on decision, so Cyril Garn's gonna have to push it, push the pace. Uh, and these last two rounds are super important, but especially for Cyril Garn, this next five minutes is ultra important. And I also think that Francis Ngannou is starting to tire. Uh, I think he's. I think we're going to start seeing some big shots in this fourth round. They know there's only ten minutes to go, uh, and I think heading toward the fifth, they want to hurt their opponent as badly as they can to make sure by the time that last round rolls around that they're vulnerable. Uh, and if this goes to decision, then there's a lot of lot to calculate. We saw what happened in, with Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. We don't know who's going to be decided the winner, so if either of these guys wants to 100% without any doubt be crowned the champion, then they're going to have to finish this fight. Interesting uh, fourth round there. Ngannou looked to just... Uh, well, the commentator said it was even, but it looks like he was building a lead there and uh, managed to get another t few uh, body slams off on Garn. And Garn is looking a little bit fatigued at this point, so I think he pretty much has to win this round or, or even knock him out to uh, to beat Ngani. We'll see. It's heating up. Garn's going hard for the leg. He's going hard. He, he, you've made a good point off Mike about having to chase the finish. All right, well, so Garn is attacking the leg lock. There's two and a half minutes left. I don't think he's got it, he's got it, but there is two and a half minutes left in this fight. Uh, after this bell has sounded, so I'm caught up in the action. Uh, I will be jumping off, so I will leave the wrap up up to JJ and the final uh, comments. But this is huge. Ngannou is definitely on top in this fight. Cyril Garn has two minutes to score a finish. But both guys are looking at like potential submissions here. It's very close. There's only two minutes left, so now, now they're in limbo. They're both very tired. I'm surprised Cyril Garn didn't hasn't performed as well as I expected him to. But Francis Ngannou, I think, has exceeded everyone's expectations. Five minutes and 15 seconds of ground control time, heading into the last 90 seconds of this fight. And uh, when he talked about his co former coach with Lopez, uh, he said 
He's he's not preparing right. He's going to prepare for you know what he thinks he knows, and that now we know the foreshadowing comment. Uh, I don't, I don't think they would have been focusing overly hard on if Francis Ngane is leaning on the takedowns and the wrestling, but it is a really intelligent way to try and beat someone like Cyril Gane, who has yet to be defeated in his professional career, and that includes kickboxing. Uh, so we head into the final minute of this fight now, Nganu on top. It looks like he's going to hold on to his title here. What are your thoughts, JJ? Oh, man, you said it brilliantly there. It's just a, been a, a strategic kind of outplay from Nganu in the camp. Um, yeah, we were commenting that it was a bit unexpected to see this kind of ground game. Uh, but he's just worn Garn out. So we'll see how the last 40 seconds play, plays out and we'll check in. All right, I am off, so I think Ngannou's done enough. Uh, JJ will handle that result, but I think Ngannou's done enough. Very unexpected but entertaining fight. I had Garn by knockout. That is not what has happened, so it looks like Francis Ngannou is going to win by decision. Uh, but JJ's going to wrap it up here, and if you've enjoyed today's content, well, there will be plenty more UFC and NRL content to come as well, so I'm going to leave it in the hands of JJ as we find out who wins this World Heavyweight Championship fight. Commentators had an interesting point that uh, they had it even and some interesting moves at the end or middle of the fifth round might have been the undoing of Garn, but here's the, here's the decision. Yep, 48, 47, 48, 47, 49, 46. We probably had it 49, 46 as well. Um, Ngani retains his uh, championship and uh, yeah, Garn a little dejected, but it was a, it was a bit of a, a game plan outclass, I'd say, more than anything else. So interesting to see, uh, you know, how, how this matchup plays out potentially... Uh, in the future. Garn pretty upset about this, obviously. Um, he wasn't able to, to use his natural game and just just me and Mick agreed that smothered was probably the accurate word for uh, having the big Cameroonian over you for like three or four of those five rounds. So, yeah, interesting fight. Not, a, not, a, not fireworks, but um, a very intriguing fight for sure.